Plus Life podcast with your host, Grace Henderson. I am so excited that you have tuned in this week. We are expecting God to do amazing things and, and awesome things that will, will just bring the very life and the goodness of God. This week, we're going to deal with that spirit of pride. You see, that spirit of pride it is designed to be a destroyer. You see, it'll make one proud of spiritual gifts or position as a leader in, to forget everything we have come fr- that comes from God. Every position we hold is God's divine appointment. It's not about me and my. You know, so many times we hear Dominion believers telling their story, and it is simply about themselves and not about God. You see, pride is a sense of superior over other based on one's perception or the presence of obviously of the, the achievement. You see, first thing, we, we must understand pride is not a kingdom garment sent by God. It is a weaponry to hinder man from obtaining God's goodness at its highest level. So pride never travels alone. It'll always accommodate with its sidekick called destruction. C.L. Lewis once put it in very simple and a very powerful way. He said that pride is a spiritual cancer. It'll eat up the very possibilities of love and contentment and even common sense. So the most dangerous thing is when, we, when there is the spirit of pride operating in a man's life. First thing that man should understand, find out who is fighting against him. You see, again, it is valid that we understand who we are fighting. You see, sometimes when, when the spirit of pride, we are fighting against God. And we're not going to win. You see, James tells us very simple in, four, in James 4, 6. God resists the proud and, uh, proud and he gives grace to the humble. So pride keeps a man from receiving God's best. When a dominion believer humble himself or herself, God's goodwill will come into his or her life and it would even unleash unusual favor. Over his his or her either field. From the top to the bottom. Nothing missing, nothing lacking. You see, one of the most powerful killers of dreams and destiny fulfillment is pride. Maybe you're on your destiny journey and you're seeing all of these hiccups and all of this resistance and that is on in the on your journey. You see, so many people believe pride is helpful. It is a weapon to win. While pride's goal is to prevent God's good purpose from dominating his or her life. And to deliver the supernatural mission that heaven planned for the faithful person's life. Ladies and gentlemen, throughout history... Both dominion believers and unbelievers have allowed the spirit of pride to dominate their hearts and cause a negative shift in their lives. 
You say, oh boy, I wish I couldn't didn't went that that journey. Otherwise, I wish I took the the other way. You see, Psalms 37 and, and verse 36 and 7, it tells us, He passed away, and behold, there was no more. Indeed, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the, the blameless man and observe the upright, for the future of that man is peace. In other words, it's the shalom of God. It is the prosperity, it's, it's the security, it's the protection. It's everything good. So the spirit of pride is an evil spirit whose commission is to derive a righteous man from the great destiny that God had impregnated them with, that God has designed for their life while making them to believe that they have already arrived. Oh, I already know that. I already understand that. I don't need that. You see, the goal of pride is to influence a righteous man that he's competent in with, with his co-laborers and even destiny pursuers. You see, pride is, is, is simply being proud or despising behavior that stimulates boasting of self-gratitude with the goal of achieving glory for itself. No, no longer is chasing the, and releasing the glory to God. You see, this evil spirit will make the glory of all about human vessels rather than all about God's glory. All about the, the God's glory. Now let me give you some, some of the characteristics of pride. One, it will desire to be on the spotlight. In other words, cameras, lights, and, and glory be upon the one who is full of pride. The second one is desiring to have and men to implement praise to them. You see, that person will live their lives based on the compliments that they receive. And if they don't receive them, they will disregard you as unimportant. Otherwise, you're not important. Otherwise, their mindset and perspective is based on it's all about me. It's not about you. It's about the one that sent you. The third characteristic is they are too humiliated to acknowledge God by placing high priority on themselves and their glory. You see, you ever seen someone with this glorious new vehicle? And you say, oh, that's really a nice guy. God is a good God. And they say, oh, that piece of junk, oh, oh, I got that myself. That spirit of pride is the beginning of destruction. You see, Matthew 11, chapter verse 29 tells us, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your soul. And then Paul tells us in Acts the 20th chapter, verse 19, serve the Lord with all humility, 
with many tears and trials, which happened to men by the plotting of the Jews. You see, pride is a destiny of destroyer. It will drag you into the arena of darkness, literally, literally into a sphere where the blessing will not function according to the Holy Script, which is the Word of God. You see, Judas, he demonstrated greed, which led to a cycle of shame and despair. John, the 12th chapter, verse 6, it tells us, he said not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief, he had the money box, and he used, used to take what he put in it. So his downfall, it was his love for money. When a man chases money, he runs away from God and his glorious plans. Whenever his plans are, his provisions will follow. Jesus mandated, gave, gives us access to the abundance, life without limitations. Get that in the spirit. And stop saying yourself that I can't have this, I can't be this, I can't do this. You see, in Matthew the sixth chapter, twenty-six chapter, verse fifteen, it tells us very clear. It says, "What are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you?" And they counted out their, him thirty pieces of silver. Now here's Judas. He was willing to do anything for money. And we can see the spirit advancing among many dominion believers today. What am I get out of this? How am I do this? You see, greed is idolatry. Judas' life reflects Jesus is not Lord of his life. His Lord was his money. This is why he had gladly to give up Jesus as his authentic master. When guilt visitation occurred, he recognized the money was worthless to him. You see, egos of pride will cause generations to facilitate intoxicated worship towards man and not God. Matthew 27, chapter verse 43, it tells us he trusts in God. Let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. In Esau's life, the same spirit worked. The same spirit worked when he sold he sold his destiny for a, a bowl of beans. Now check this out. That rich plan, that glorious plan, and you sell it for a bowl of beans. You see, pride would hinder the, the wisdom of God. Cause people to employ reasoning rather than the, the preordained shift and, and ask for forgiveness. You see, in John, the 13th chapter, verse 33, our Messiah, Jesus our Lord, he says very clearly, 
having received the piece of bread, he then went out immediately and was night. And it was night. How many times did you have sold out? Are you sold out for greed and lust? Because the spirit of pride is influencing you. It's feeding your mind. It's feeding your heart. It's feeding your mouth. And it's dominating your life. Now, there are three kings I want to speak about here. And Second Chronicles, the 26th chapter, verse 20, excuse me, verse 15 to 16, we see the king... He's a famous king, and his success went through his head, and arrogance and pride fell on him. And then, if we go to Daniel, the fifth chapter, verse 20, we see King Nazareth, he, he developed a big head and a hard spirit. And when God knocked him off of his high horse and stripped him of his fame, what do you think about? Humble spirit comes on. In Acts, the 12th chapter, verse 23, God had enough with the king, his arrogance, and he sent angels to strike him down. But he wouldn't give God no credit for anything. Nothing. And down he went. Right to the core, and he died. God is very precise. He hates pride. In fact, it is the top of his list of sins that he most despises. Proverbs the 8th chapter verse 13 tells us, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption, and perverted speech. You see, a person who who fall victim to pride is for some reason. Number one, self-centeredness. Number two, having a deep seat in insecurity and feeling inadequate. The third one, immaturity and an inability to handle responsibility. The fourth one, self-absorbing personality is all about them. And the fifth one is incapable of handling wealth, position, and success. You see, when the spirit of pride rules, we will believe what, what we always, always write. And more important, and better than other people. Pride never admits to his failures. Instead, a prideful person, he'll blame others for everything that they do that's wrong. And continue to push forward blindly, seeking for self-gratitude. We see that today. Everything wrong in our government, they'll shout 
is President Trump's fault. You see, when we are humble, we'll come before the Holy God and say, Father, forgive me. It was me making the bad decision. It was me. It wasn't that other person. It wasn't that seed that somebody gave me. It was me implementing the seed to create a reality. And that's why it failed. This week, assess where you at. If the spirit of pride has come on you, has felt on you, Repent, cry out loud unto a living God that shed his blood on Calvary and gave us access to the provisions of the blood of the Lamb. Let's do it and give God the glory. And let's wake up every, every dead thing should be alive in us. You know, so many times that believers, they will put the things that God has will for us to operate in, put it on pause. Or, or push it under the carpet. You know, those things that you see, those are, those are remnants, or perhaps, let me say it like this, those are, are residues of the spirit of pride instead of allowing God to take that holy vacuum to clean it out. You'll shove it under the carpet. And five or six years later, you're still doing it. Be honest with God. We serve a, a real God. Who's able to do everything but fail. Be amazing. And let the amazing love of our shepherd. Flow inward and outward. As you perfect. To new levels. And thank you for tuning in this week. We want to hear your story. Your testimony. Or maybe you, you need prayer. All you have to do is send it to us. As his love reigns at iCloud.com or send it via to whatever platform you're hearing this podcast and we'll get right back to you. Be amazing and allow the amazing work of Calvary work from the inside out. In other words that, that everything that the realities of redemption has produced it, have provided have have ignited in you that it will become the bring the evidence and the tangible release of heaven and you not only your change on the outside but your change from within and the reality of our loving father will rise up and activate in you in other words the old psalms went like this a wonderful change has come from over me. And I'm not the same as I used to be. Let's not fake it to make it. Let's live in the reality of the divine transformation. 
and live in liberty. Every bondage that has been holding you bound in the name of Jesus, I command it to loose hold of you. And you are a free man. You are a free woman. And you are living in that liberation of heaven and enjoying the freedom that we have in Christ. Love you all. God bless you. And again, thank you for tuning in.